Hi, everyone. Welcome back to CoreCast. The gang's back. <laughs> we uh, decided to abstain from CoreCasting during Lent, so that's why we haven't been here. I'm that was sorry. our Lenten sacrifice. Um, but yeah, so... Also our Lenten sacrifice, Jonathan. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Youth Ministry CoreCast. Uh, I'm your host today, Paige, and Jonathan's with me, Karen and Mark. Uh, we took a little bit of a break between uh, the Lenten season, but um, it's been really beautiful to see the way in which the core cast has uh, been of benefit and meaning to you guys. So uh, we're looking forward to hopefully doing this more in the future. Um, today's episode is um, not about a book, but instead about one of our beloved team members, Jonathan Cardinal. Um, wait, Jonathan, do you want to take yeah. it away and just explain hey guys, what's going on? We wanted to make an episode all about me. <laughs> Just kidding. No, uh, we wanted to be able to share with you some some news that uh, involves, well, everyone, I think a little bit, um, with, especially with me and my family, Kathleen. A lot of you know uh, my wife, Kathleen. She was the edge youth minister before Mark stole her job. and uh, Stole it right out under her. Yep. She didn't even know. She's <laughs> didn't like, even know uh, what happened her. to my email address? <laughs> it's in Valone. Uh No, anyway, so I just want to share, take a little opportunity because I'm not going to be able to necessarily see uh, all of you. We have Holy Week coming up and then uh, Easter week and just the crazy beautifulness of what is happening in the holiest week of the year. Uh, And so between Life Night and Confirmation and all that kind of stuff, we wanted to be able to talk to you a little bit about some changes in my life and uh, my my wife's life. And so I'm just going to cut right to it. Um, So over the past month or so, we've been kind of discerning in prayer, like where uh, the Lord is calling us, and it's become really clear for us, and we have accepted um, a a call to join FOCUS, which is the Fellowship of Catholic University Students, which you've heard all about over the past several weeks in the CoreCast as we've been going over making missionary disciples, but we're going to actually be joining FOCUS um, as college missionaries, or as missionaries to college students on a college campus starting this June. So, yeah, we're really excited, um, and we're also, um, you know, it's very uh, bittersweet because this has been our home for, for seven years, and uh, I think it always will be feel like my home parish and Kathleen's home parish, and so I wanted to kind of talk through uh, what that looks like for us, but um, also just a conversation to, to just talk through it with, with the team, so um, hi, that's, that's our news. Yeah. So we um we got told this about a week ago. So we're still processing it too. Um, this is a it's a big loss for St. Anthony's um, just because of um, Jonathan and Kathleen and what they've built and what they've helped to um, lead our youth ministry staff um, in doing um, in all of our ministries. And so, um, but being able to process it and talk about it um, amongst our team and looking forward to the future and what we are um, still very driven to do as, a, as our, our mission of um, helping teens encounter Christ. Um, it's been very bittersweet to process all of this and take it in, figure out what next steps are and everything like that. So, yeah. Karen, do you? Yeah, want? yeah, definitely. It's, um, we love Jonathan and Kathleen and their kids just like our own family. We, we really do um, think of one another, I think, as family. And mm-hmm. um, we are going to be very selective in the books we choose uh, to read <laughs> in Curtis the Martin. future. It's, it's going to be all about the parish life. <laughs> <laughs> 
and staying right here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Home sweet home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, so, but no, um, and I even mentioned to Jonathan um, that though we feel, we're going to feel this loss, uh, I trust in in God, and I know that God has a plan for Jonathan, Kathleen, and um, and God would not um, ask us to suffer a great wound without bringing glory out of it. So I know that he has wonderful things in store for St. Anthony and for each of us as individuals and for our ministries and for each of you as core members. Uh, Obviously, the first thing we need to do is is just keep Jonathan and his family in our daily prayers uh, for all that they are going to be taking on. There's going to be a lot of change. There's going to be a lot of change as far as moving. And just imagine moving to a place you don't even know about with three children. Sounds like a walk in the park. Yeah, you got this. It's going to be fun. No, no, no. We're really excited. Um, and uh, I, I just want to give a shout out to Mark because he was like the longest uh, secret keeper out of all of this. I feel like uh, <laughs> I had to tell him he had to keep it keep it quiet that we were even thinking about this for, for a month. And uh, so thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Was a, uh, we, I had to do a personal uh, prof- or a pro- professional or was it a personal reference? I think it you was were the profes- professional reference. I was the professional reference. And um, I had a long second where I thought maybe I should just lie and say terrible things. Bomb it. Completely bomb it. Of course I didn't do that. Um, and, Way to go. Uh, I did very much at the very end of the additional comment section saying, this is incredibly difficult for me. Uh, Jonathan has been a lifelong friend, but I do know uh, through the conversations that I had with Jonathan that he was really feeling called to the life of focus. And that's why I was excited about the opportunity to podcast uh so that jonathan can explain to all of our wonderful core members just you know what that process was like and Mm -hmm. really what he's excited you know for the future yeah you know because he's not leaving us for uh as many might see it as a competitor but really for uh a wonderful you know family mission yeah, yeah, no, that was part of our, so kind of our process, just to kind of paint a picture. For those of you inclined to hear, you can turn it off now if you don't want to but uh, listen, but so here it goes. So basically over the past, like I said, over the past few months, uh, God's been kind of opening up to both Kathleen and I in prayer, like, hey, um, I want you to be open. I want you to, to trust. Um, and like some of the virtues for me that I think God is calling me to grow in is trust and obedience. Um, and so that's been something really just present in, in both of uh, my, my prayer life and my wife's prayer life. And um you know, for, for me, I thought, okay, this might mean that, you know, in three to five to 10 to 25 years, maybe he's calling me to leave St. Anthony's, right? Um, for me, it's never been like a, I've never wanted to, cause this is, this is my home. Uh, y'all are my family. And so, um, but it made clear you wanted me to, to be open to it. And, uh, so, uh, we just kind of we're opening up to people when we're having a conversation. And uh, one weekend after, actually, my, my youngest daughter, Magdalene, uh, she's three months old, her baptism, my uh, brother-in-law and sister-in-law were in town. My sister-in-law is the godmother, and they're actually uh, focused missionaries. So no, it's not the book's fault. It's actually my, my in-law's fault. And we were just talking about like what the Lord's been saying to, to all of us in prayer. And, you know, Ben is, uh, he's my brother-in-law, he's Kathleen's brother, is like the, he's like the best salesman in the world, which is not why ultimately we, we decided this was kind of the call for us. But 
after we were talking about, hey, just being open to and wanting a desire to do mission as a family, he's like, hey, you should just, um, you should check out Focus. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I love Focus. Focus is great, but no, 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 it's not for us. And then he said, well, you should just go to, go to Denver for, for a recruitment weekend and check it out. I was like, okay, okay, sure, we'll, we'll do that. He said, okay, it's next weekend. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so uh, over the next couple of days, we, we uh, packed up the kids and went for a quick, like, 36-hour trip to Denver. And, uh, yeah, God made it just really clear that, like, this is exactly what he had uh, designed for our family in this, this kind of state of life or in this seasonal life that we're in right now. So that's where that kind of began for us. Yeah. So what's this? Okay, so why June? What's happening in June yeah. that's taking you away from us so soon? <laughs> um, but also like kind of like what's this lifestyle going to look like for yeah, you guys? Um, absolutely. So June why forward? June? I hear North Dakota is really nice in the summer. Lovely. It's <laughs> don't, lovely. Don't stay too long, though. I, I won't. I'm, so I'm going to actually be going up to uh, my whole family is going to be packing in the in the minivan and heading up to... Uh, North Dakota beginning June 1st for new staff training. So what that's going to be look like, it's going to be a time of just formation for us as a family, both with like kind of like a human formation of uh, these are the kind of the things that we need to be rooted in uh, to be a mission family, to be a family on mission. And then also just like practical training of uh, the work of focus as we've talked about, obviously, in, in kind of going through Curtis Martin's book over the past couple months in 2019 as a core, uh, core team is basically, I mean, that in practice and in a very unique way on a college campus. And so what does that look like? What does authentic friendship look like um, with college students? What does spiritual multiplication look like with college students? What is what is that prayer life that everything's rooted in? How is that going to be the kind of the driving force of everything we do? So we'll be up in training for about five weeks to, to be formed, to be prepared to uh, be on this unique mission. Uh, we've been on a, on a particular mission in the past, you know, seven years at St. Anthony's that we get to be a part of with all of you guys. Um, and now that mission is going to look a little different for us. Yeah. So <clears throat> most people think that focus is for people coming right out of college. <laughs> so how, how does that look for like, what, is that a common occurrence that a, an yeah. entire family no. <laughs> listens to the call and leaves? We're the crazy ones. You're the um, crazy ones. No. So actually, like I mentioned before, part of the discernment was we went up to Denver, which that's where uh, Focuses has a headquarters. And we spent a weekend. And, and the first thing that we had was, thankfully, mass after we kind of got settled into our hotel room. And, you know, I, I, I'm the first one who steps into the, the room that they had set up in the hotel for mass. And I just see a sea of either new grads or uh, young single college grads or about to graduate college that are discerning like this this call to focus, and I'm like, oh, wrong room. This is <laughs> this is not for me. Where's um, the children's like the cry like, room? Where's I, the cry room? Yeah, as I'm walking in, I literally have like it's all the sea of college or age ish or older students, and then like me with my wife and three kids in tow, and so that was a, kind of like the first thought was like. Oh, yeah, I love Focus, but yeah, okay, it's good to know this isn't for me. But throughout the, the rest of the weekend for us was uh, having conversations with people who have families in Focus. I talked to a lot of married men, husbands, and fathers that you know have done the work of, of this mission on campus. And one of the things that stuck out to me for that was not only, most importantly, I think, for, for our discernment was how uh, much it helped their family thrive um, being on mission together. And then from there, for the guys, like some of the most, uh, they were saying like really a lot of times the most effective missionaries, especially to the guys, 
where where the married men, the husbands that can be, not just like a, a peer who's walking with them and, and discipling young men in college, but that can be like an older brother to them. Um, They're kind of seeing, hey, this is kind of the next step in, in the journey uh, for a lot of people's vocations uh, to marry life and family life and be able to be a witness to that. So no, we're not the norm. We're the only, we're, there was a couple of married couples there, but we're the only ones like with kids that are like jumping into focus. Because uh, a lot of them that like I know that are families, it's because like, the both the husband and the yeah. wife met through yeah. focus. And the real Catholic just... match, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like they, they've kind of their whole marriage has kind of been wrapped up in focus. So you guys are really the anom- anomaly that I know of. Yeah. Um, well, literally, I was like, so is, is anybody done, done like this transplants, before? You know what I mean? Like, and he's like, they're like, well, yeah, like two years ago, we had like this uh, guy who just got out of the army and was coming in, like he was this army ranger. I'm just thinking like, I am not that cool. <laughs> so, but no, it's, it, I think part of it has just been, was the army ranger married? Why were they making a comparison I, to you? Did he, so the good question mark. <laughs> Sorry. Not that you're an army ranger. No, it's so just like, has anyone ever done this family? Th- well, like, an army guy. <laughs> so he can do it. You can do it. This guy yeah, killed a guy and then came into focus. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Get to the crime. <laughs> so, get to the crime. <laughs> uh, no. So this guy who was in the army, had a family and then joined sense. Focus. Oh, uh, there we go. So I think at one time I think it was a Franciscan, Franciscan grad too, but oh, okay. again had not gone you know into Focus or had experience directly with Focus before. So yeah, we feel we feel like the anomaly, but at the same time, like there's a lot of there's and that's been why I told God at the beginning of this, like number one, I don't want to leave St. Anthony's. Number two, there's all these college kid age kids like what am I doing? So you, if you really want this guide, you have to make this really clear and you have to, you know, bring not just clarity, but also conviction that, that you want this. And he has for both Kathleen and I. Um, yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting because when I think more about the mission of focus, which is, you know, moving into these, these colleges, these campuses and uh, bringing formation fellowship and evangelization to this much needed age of of college mm-hmm. kids, the family model does sound like one. It's super stable because you are you know you're you're living and and working you know within uh, you know your small church mm-hmm. so that you can bring that to you know your brothers and sisters at at you know wherever you know focus places you yeah. and it's and it's this wonderful opportunity to to example to show to these young adults mm-hmm. you know a good catholic marriage which yeah. for many of them is their next step in life which is you know a, of adulthood is 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 family right. yeah. is, is building this you know small church you know within their homes and and although I, I, you know, I, I've met um, some amazing focus missionaries, you know, they're just, just leaving college. They're just starting to figure out what life is. You've, you've had that experience, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And I think that, you know, moving forward, focus could benefit from a balance between these right out of college, but also young families that are yeah. willing to open their homes and houses to, yeah. you know, yeah. Right. Young Catholics. I think they're going to add part of new staff training is how to change diapers to the formation. So <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah. we're that. we're we're blazing trails here. Yeah, there we go. That's awesome. There yeah, we go for sure. Mark mentioned something though that was a good point though is that you don't know where you guys are going to get placed at this time. Is that right? Like nope. Right. So uh, we're we're hired for the West region, and so we know that we're going to be somewhere west of Texas probably somewhere also northwest of Texas. So I have to go buy a jacket because I don't think I own one really that's like more than like a hoodie. No, so once we get to, to staff training, that first week of June, they will t- 
tell us where we're placed. And so oh, wow, for okay. me, like I think, so there's been like kind of three areas of discernment for me. The first one being like personal discernment. And so this call to grow in that virtue of obedience is kind of built in with focus. So I'm, I'm really, I, I, I like having control. If you know me, you probably laugh because you would agree. And so like for me, this is something that is a little bit daunting, but at the same time, I think it's something that's going to stretch me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I think I would you know love for you to talk about, and it was one of the first things you you, you and I talked about when yeah. you first brought up that your focus is a large, I don't know if it's their goal as a mission, but focus fundraises their, their I mean, I guess salaries. Mm-hmm. So do you want to talk you know about that, the fear of that, the excitement of that? I don't know yeah. how you're feeling about you know the prospect of, of moving to this kind of model of generosity of others so i think well so at the end of the day like in some ways like i kind of struggled with that for a while but i mean in a sense like you know the 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 jobs that we have at the parish like like in a different way we're supported by the parish to do this work of evangelization and to help coordinate that and so uh, that was part of like okay that makes sense to the parish why is that weird for me uh, when it comes to what we're doing now and the way that that's gonna kind of work in terms of like us fundraising our salary i think so the two things that come to mind and i'll just leave it at that that are like i'm really excited about is first of all understanding the need like we're going to be on a college campus and so there isn't that that structure of the parish to mm-hmm. do the work of college ministry in the same way that that we're able to do youth ministry. It's like yes, through the offertory at a parish, this is how the pastor decides to allocate funds to different ministries like our youth ministry right. or adult faith formation, all that kind of stuff. And so, like understanding, oh, we're kind of in this unique way uh, of being on mission on a college campus. Like part of that is uh, the fundraising, of the salaries, is so that we can do. In the same way I do work here at the parish, I can do the work of evangelization on the college campus. And so if I, when I look at through that, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then also the second thing that my brother-in-law, who's in Focus, kind of pointed out to me was, I think there, and I'm going to get these numbers, I'm going to botch these numbers terribly, but there's like probably in, in between like six, seven, or 800 missionaries or something like that that are on 180, 190 college campuses around the country that are involved with Focus or that are Focus missionaries. And with... Each missionary, so the way that things are set up, like you do things like you run Bible studies with college students, you have one-on-one discipleship with them, and you're like, your sphere of influence is, is uh, directly related to the relationships that you build uh, and walk with them. And then, so, I mean, in total, that's probably, you know, under 20 people that you are like directly working with uh, on a regular basis uh, on the mission campus, which I think is necessary and if we going back to our conversation that we talked about in the past of like spiritual multiplication like the potential of that is is astronomical in terms of what how that can affect the kingdom of god beyond that though what i what i'm starting to see and i i really do believe that when it comes to i think the beauty of that aspect of of the job is that now through having to do this, uh, you know, of, of raising our own salaries and finding people that are going to support us and going to walk with us is that they're truly joining us on mission. So now it's not just uh, me and Kathleen and my family and then the, you know, 20, 30 uh, students or 40 students that we're going to, between the two of us, directly affect or our team's going to affect, you know, 100 students or whatever it is. But we also are going to be able to you know, evangelize through conversations that I'm going to have with people of, of what focus is about and like the work of, of preaching the gospel to not just a handful, but to dozens and dozens and dozens of people. So it's not just 
the focus missionary on campus is not just the students that are a part of focus, but it's this whole network of thousands of people that are, you know, exponentially greater because focus is modeled this way. So like, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it's nerve wracking. But I think that like at the end of the day, like I think that's why focus is so expect, uh, effective at, at preaching the gospel and it goes beyond just to college students. And so I think that's an avenue that we get to do that as well. Yeah. And then kind of if you want to talk about like what Kathleen's role will be like yeah. in this new transition for her. and yeah, yeah. So for us, that was part of the big discernment is for, for us, like we love doing ministry together and the reality of, of our life right now of, you know, three kids, three and under is that, you know, she has to be at home a lot and she wants, she is dying to be up at St. Anthony's more uh, and, and be with the teens and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, like that's not where we're at in life. Uh, right, we can't do right. that in the same way that we were maybe able to do that when we first got married and uh, she was still working here. And so being able to open up our home uh, to college students, um, you know, that virtus kind of thing, that the appropriate boundaries of high school, you have a little bit more flexibility with college students. And mm-hmm. so she's going to be an, what's called an affiliate, which means that I'll be the full-time missionary and she'll be a missionary that gets to lead Bible studies and disciple um, girls on campus, but doesn't necessarily have all the like team commitments that, that I will. Mm-hmm. And so that's really, that was the, the kind of the cornerstone of our discernment was this is something that we're doing as a family and she's going to, we're going to be on mission together. So we're really, really excited about that. That's awesome. Yeah. So what, um, I have three questions for you. Mm -hmm. First is what are you thinking will be your biggest challenge? Yeah. Second would be, what would you tell someone that is discerning something difficult? Mm -hmm. And third, how can we as a community pray for you specifically during Mm. this time of transition? So what is going to be most difficult? Was or challenging. Challenging. What's going to be most challenging? I think personally for me is, uh, and also what I'm I'm most excited about is, you know, being a coordinator of, of a ministry here, you do a lot of, you, you wear a lot of different hats. And it's going to be getting down to the root of this work of evangelization of that we all do, but, you know, I can sometimes, you know, throw myself into my emails and all that kind of stuff, but like really focusing in and on my full-time mission is to be building these relationships of authentic friendship and, and evangelizing these people and that being like my 100% thing. And, and it's, it's a good challenge. It's something that at the end of the day, that was a part of our discernment for ministry wise was, you know, the work, and I want to speak directly to the core members here is the work that you do as a core member, that is at the foundation. It's something we say all the time, but that's really something that has really come to the forefront of my mind in, in this whole process of the relationship that you build with teens and leading them into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Like that is the way that the gospel is spread. And that's why we are serious when we say like your job is the most important job in youth ministry. And our job is just to really to equip y'all and help support you to do it. And so I'm kind of like eating my words in terms of like what that means for us as a challenge is like, okay, like I do believe that. And I believe that so much that for now, I think that this is going to benefit, you know, whatever ministry God calls me to in the future is focusing in on, on this work of, uh, of discipleship, of walking with people. That's going to be like the greatest joy and challenge. And I think that's why, why we're doing it. I think it's just family challenge. It's like, yeah, I have a three-month-old and a one-year-old because we're crazy and also an almost four-year-old. And so just there's going to be a lot of moving pieces that, you know, it's going to be challenging and we know that. 
Um, but we're also like, there's a lot of peace around it too. So that's good. So that was your first one. And then, um, how would you, something yeah, difficult. how would, what would you say to someone who's trying to discern something that, cause mm. I'm sure this was a not, even yeah. though it's a joyful ending and it's going to be amazing. There yeah. was probably some agony in discerning turmoil, that. Turmoil, yeah. Yeah, so something that, well, first of all, I think a continual, like part of our prayer every day should be like, Lord, what do you want? What do you want for today? What is what is your will? And help me to conform my will to yours um, is, is something that, you know, I think that we should pray that every day. Not so much, I, I think primarily so that God could continue to work on us and open us up to to hearing that and seeing that and making us mindful of it. So that was kind of the beginning process looking back over the past like several months for me of like uh, my spiritual director being like kind of really clear in uh, making sure like that was part of my prayer, which opened up to, okay, you know, these things that are so solid in your life, like being at a parish you love, like I might be saying, hey, there's something that is, is different for you right now. Um, and then so how to further discern something that's difficult, like leaving your home or, you know, whether I should join core team next year. You should, God says so. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that what, just a really practical thing that was really helpful for me is after, like, there was a lot of confidence uh, that this is something that I seriously might be called to be doing um, was... Uh, even just San Ignatius' rules of discernment in terms of like how to even approach that, mm-hmm. something that was just super helpful for me that I got to kind of walk through as I took to prayer a specific gospel verse that kept coming back to me um, in Matthew 19. It was, I think it's Father Timothy Gallagher, I think. Yeah. Is, what's his, is that his name? Uh, and there's a... Discerning God's will? Is I think, yeah, discerning God's will. And just like... He laid it out. If you're looking, like, whether it's a big decision or whether it's a small decision, whether it's related to, you think it's, if you think it's, you know, not even related to God, it is because our will is, uh, should be united to his, right? I think that that was like a super uh, easy, accessible way to understand what the great um, saint on on discernment, on discerning God's will, St. Ignatius of Loyola, taught. Uh, Father Timothy really breaks it down really well yeah. in, in the book uh, Discerning God's Will. So if I, I just honestly don't listen to me, go go read that book. Um, and I think that even if you know you, we're all going to come to moments in our life, um, small things daily, and then maybe big things at different seasons that God is asking you to to listen to His voice in. So just go read that book; it's good. It'll prepare Discerning you. the will of God. Sorry. Discerning the yeah, will of that's, God. We just switched it up a little bit, but in case you're going on to Amazon right now, yeah, and looking up the book, we'll put the link in the show notes. Discerning the will of God by Father Tim Gallagher. Um, and then you were asked a really great question. The last question of how can we pray specifically for you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you just pray for Kathleen and I, that we might be, uh, courageous in what we're, what we're being called to. Um, and then just those two kind of virtues, I think for me, especially as leading my family, as the father, as the husband, um, of trust and obedience to, to what God wants. And like, if, if we do that, then I think our family's going to fri- thrive. And if our family's going to thrive, then our mission's going to thrive. And so just pray for that. And then also just, uh, I, I think that the, it just uh, as we're in the middle of Holy Week, I just, just enter into your own prayer in terms of reflecting on what God is doing in your own life and the call that you have as core members. Uh, I think like, I'm not trying to deflect prayer. Please pray for me for the love of everything holy. Please pray for us. Um, but again, this, this place is, I love this place. Um, and so I think that, just rooting ourselves in in prayer, uh, in the mission that we have here at St. Anthony's, like gives me a lot of courage and confidence and hope that, you know, 
there's greater things that are going to be coming that I'm going to get to be able to see um, in a different way from a different perspective, um, not directly, but at this parish. And so your own holiness, absolutely. Yeah. And I think like when it comes to just like our staff and kind of um, moving forward, it's kind of been beautiful to see the ways in which like the Lord has been individually speaking to us and kind of giving us consolation and just trust and peace moving forward as well. I know like, you know, Karen has had moments in prayer um, that, like, if you'd like to, you know, touch on kind of how the Lord has been just increasing that level of trust going forward and everything like that. So um, I think it was about, well, it was a week ago this past weekend. So not Palm Sunday, but the Sunday before, Deacon Mike Crawl, um, our newly ordained, one of our newly ordained deacons, gave us the challenge of Jesus, I trust in you. Right, Mm -hmm. right. And I actually called him probably Wednesday after I had heard Tuesday what happened. I was like, I'm, I'm really angry with you because you are really making this something I have to do. And so obviously when I first heard, I cried, I kind of sobbed when I got home. Uh, It's, it's a loss. We are going to feel that loss. But even in the midst of that kind of desolation, God was whispering to me, do you trust me? Do Mm. you trust me? And do not doubt that I have great things in store. He is not going to stop working in this parish because one or another of us leaves. Like this ministry, this parish, this work of God is bigger than any person mm-hmm. sitting in this room or in this yeah. parish mm-hmm. ever. So yes, I trust God. And I believe that he's calling the rest of the team um, to, to amazing things, to, right. to grow in ways that maybe we have kind of pushed back from because mm-hmm. it's hard or right. it, it's not comfortable. So um, I had the opportunity to spend um, the past weekend for four days on a silent retreat. And in God's timing, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was able to sit in silence with a lot of, uh, with a lot of my thoughts and, um, the, the psalm we prayed with was actually what was in Mass today. It was Psalm 18 mm-hmm. about God being the rock and the refuge and my fortress. And right. I just keep going back to that. Like, he has a plan for me. He's known what his plan for this parish is. And we just have to continue to trust in that. Yeah. Thank you, Deacon Mike. Seriously, mm-hmm. no. But that was, that was actually the reading that kind of stuck with me, too, was um, we had the... Um, scrutiny readings that one so gospel was different from the other masses but we t- we, we read about um, Lazarus being raised from the dead and there's just this line in John eleven forty that talked about Jesus says like did I not tell you that if you believe you will see the glory of God and just sitting with that of being like just believing that he um, like Karen said he's doing great things he will continue to do great things um, through this parish through our incredible core team um, through our teens um, and by the grace of God through our own hands and strivings that we we're making over these next uh, few months. Um, but yeah, it's um, we we are excited for Jonathan and Kathleen and what's to come. I mean, the impact that they've made on this parish over the last seven years has been truly beautiful to witness, not only as a friend, but also as a coworker, um, which that's how we all feel with each other is mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Um, but we are excited for what's to come for them. And um, as a staff and as a team, we're also excited to see what the Lord is going to continue to do 
here, you know? I was going to just mention, if anybody's wondering, like, so what does that look like for youth ministry? Absolutely. Um, it looks exactly the way it does right now. Mm-hmm. We, we are going to take our time with this. We are going to um, not jump and, and do things quickly or rashly because we really want to hear what God is saying to us. So as Jonathan and Kathleen need your prayers, we need your prayers as well. So please pray for us every day that... Um, that first of all, that we're comforted uh, in the loss of our of our friend and our coworker, and um, and that we are able to do what God is asking of us in this time of transition, Absolutely. and to be patient with us. Um, we may not have all the answers right away. Um, not that we ever did, but uh, we try to fake it. Uh, but uh, I definitely didn't. <laughs> so, but just just I know that you all pray for us, and we just can ask you to continue that prayer and maybe more specifically, just that we are aware of what he is asking of us individually and as a team so that we can be the most effective evangelists for, uh, for our teens and the most effective support for our core. Absolutely. To to add to that, I think that next year is going to look different and I think that Jonathan's uh, presence will be missed, but I, I agree with, with Karen and Paige wholeheartedly that um, that we are so excited about the work that God is going to do here at St. Anthony's and that uh, we are so excited and, and privileged to have such an amazing core team here, uh, be it Confirmation, Life Teen, Anchor, or Edge. Um, we, we feel blessed to have this opportunity. And one of the consolations, I guess, that you know Jonathan... Uh, and I have discussed is that he is leaving St. Anthony's, you know, not, he's not running from St. Anthony's because he loves this parish and he was in such a good place. And that's the reason that I came to St. Anthony's. I was in a good place with my previous parish, but felt God's pull to here. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I feel calm and trust in God's will for Jonathan as he is pulled to an amazing mission. And we are going to continue to pray for him as we know his family will pray for the mission here at St. Anthony's. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I just think, I think to close it out, I think that just know that, that at the end of the day, like whether you have a title of core member or staff member or missionary or whatever it is, like by your baptism, by your confirmation, you have been sent. You've been sent to um, proclaim good news. Um, specifically, right now in the season, uh, you've been called to, to to proclaim that to to teens and to youth. But that is that is a mission. That is the mission uh, ultimately that we're all part of building this kingdom. Uh, and what a privilege that Jesus allows us to participate in that. So Absolutely. thank you for doing that with us. Thank you being, for being uh, co-workers in in the vineyard. And yeah, God is good. Don't say all the time. Don't say all the time. That's say. not what I meant. <laughs> he wants us all to stop talking now. Yeah. No, that's, that's what no, I got. That's perfect. So. Thank yeah. you guys for joining us. And um, we look forward to um, hopefully creating new uh, content in the next you know couple of months um, so that we can further walk with you as you uh, hopefully continue to walk with us as, uh, as our core members. We love and appreciate every single one of you and know of our prayers for you guys um, as well and for your families.
Jonathan leaving make me sad. I wish. I wish. I forgot how many syllables wish has. <laughs>